0: Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Allie Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing this afternoon, Robert?
1: Allie, doing great. Here we are. Kind of blew right past February. Did that month even happen? I don't even know. It feels like it just went by in a blink after the Super Bowl. Uh, covered the pros. And uh, today, I'm sure I'm looking forward to our episode covering the college basketball slate.
0: Yes. And we know after college, after, well, not college football, after the NFL, college basketball is my all time favorite sport. I love this time of year. I love the conference tournaments. I love, obviously, March Madness. I've been watching a lot of college basketball. I say in the last two and a half, three weeks, Saw a pretty good game last night. Well, it was a blowout, but I did have the over in the UCLA game. They did blow out Arizona State. I really like UCLA a lot. So we are definitely getting into the thick of things with college basketball. And let's not waste any time with this, Robert. We have a lot to cover. Let's start with odds, because obviously we're Nothing But Locks Podcast, and we do talk odds all the time. Today, looking at not the conference championships, but the national championship, who currently are the favorites? And then after you pick out the favorites, who do you think has the best value?
1: Yeah, that's just great, right? So I basically tracked and I've put candle graphs to every pretty much every school in, in Division One. So my number reaches well past, I mean, heck, I, I go probably top 125 right now just because, well, that's kind of what I do. so <laughs> If we if we break it down, we have some pretty good representation across the conferences. But if we're looking for the odds to win the national championship, your number one choice is the Houston Cougars. You could probably find them as high as uh, probably eight to one in some shops, uh, followed by the Jayhawks and then the UCLA Bruins, both at 10 to one Uh, rounding up the rest of the top 10 is Alabama and Purdue, anywhere between 11 to 12 to 1. And then it starts to get a little bit up higher into the teens and 20s with Arizona, Baylor, UConn. Good job, Huskies. Uh, They're about 21 to 1. Uh, Gonzaga probably (laughs) – it's just a kind of a different year. I'm sure, Ali, you're going to want to touch on them later. I don't have them any better than 25 to 1. And then we go to Texas – at 26 and then uh the next one in is tennessee at 30 to 1 i uh sure would like to talk to you about them
0: so i had been on another podcast back your play podcast do a great job with rich on there rich q and i've been talking the last few weeks how much i love uconn i think they had a very bad few few weeks in january other than that I love this UConn squad, Robert. I think their guard play is spectacular. I think the big East as always is a very underrated contest conference. I've watched them multiple games. They seem to have everything together. I think at that price, I would take UConn. How about you?
1: Yeah. Shout out to Richie, by the way, it's a really, really sharp guy. I'm glad that you get a chance to chat with him every once in a while for me uh UConn absolutely the class of the Big East Uh, I, I don't find many more that can stick with them sure the the conference is well balanced uh and to me if we had to just take a look at the Big East as a whole pretty wide open but for sure for me uh UConn definitely a top 10 school heck almost a top five yep the problem that I have with them is their performance against top 25 teams uh schools let's call them schools <laughs> I feel better when I call them schools hey, guys, top, 20, did that. top 25 schools where their record uh, they, they played seven games against the top 25 alley and they're only three and four uh mm-hmm. so that's the one little ding I've got against them otherwise a 23 and 7 record so far as of the recording of this podcast an incredible job by the Huskies
0: and I do place a lot of weight in head coaching as well when it comes time to the For the conference, I love Dan Hurley. I love his brother, Bobby Hurley. I think that this team has the potential to definitely get to an Elite Eight. I will probably pick them to go further. I mean, I say that now. It depends how the bracket lays out. But another team I do like, Robert, that you mentioned right at the end is Tennessee. I had them beating Alabama a few weeks ago. They were three point favorites. They did beat them at home. They've had kind of like a few rough games here and there. But what do you think about the Volunteers?
1: Allie, I mean, look, 22-8 and eight record. For me, I have them ranked as some of the top schools in the entire nation this year. Five and three against the top 25. And if you stretch it out and look at their record against the top 50, they have a really stellar record of nine and four. Uh, I've got them neck and neck with Alabama in the SEC. And honestly, I think that this is absolutely 100% a Final Four team. And look at their value, Allie you want to talk about some value to bet into this national championship 30 to one in most shops if i ever had to come out of retirement to make a bet it would be on tennessee to win the championship
0: yeah i like that one a lot let's talk real quick overrated value which team is getting too much hype they don't really have great value but their value is a little overrated who do you think is overrated here
1: right so so good point there overrated to me is is right so you, you have to look at the the price that you're buying them at versus their odds. If in fact we do one of two things. One, if you just see them as a price way too low at this point because they've been bet into so heavily, versus let's just say, uh, okay, so I'm looking at you, UCLA, and I know you like them. So I'm gonna tread lightly. I, I do <laughs> I'm like gonna UCLA. tread lightly here. You like
0: UCLA.
1: <laughs> Absolutely a top a top five team in the nation, without a doubt. 26 and four record, but at nine to one odds. Really not quite sure if I'd rather bet them now or just place straight bets on them as we make our way into, you know, deeper and deeper into the tournament. You could just roll them over. And I'm pretty sure you'll probably be able to get better than 9-1 to odds uh, if you just bet them and roll them over all the way into the championship game, Allie.
0: Yeah, I do like UCLA, but to your point, not at that price. I agree with you. I think that value is a little overrated. Hey, they were a great team last year. They were in the Final Four. So I I don't think it's a stretch to to have them value that high. I know that the Pac-12 isn't necessarily strong. You're going to have UCLA in there. You're obviously going to have Arizona, USC most likely. But we've seen stronger Pac-12 conferences. It's not them this year. So they might be a little overrated. Quickly, before we get into the conferences, Robert, who's your sleeper? Let me know.
1: Okay, so there's there's two that I looked at, but the one that I definitely want to highlight today is K State. Kansas State's got a 23 and seven record so far. Really, really great performance in the Big Twelve. Honestly, they're you know right neck and neck with Baylor, uh, and everyone's been talking about them as as you know possible championship contenders. Here's why I point them out as sleepers: six and three record against the top 25, and even better against the top 50. They're 10 and five, Allie at 65 to one odds now that you're getting better than true odds i mean only 64 make it right so if you're looking for a sleeper pick to go ahead and sprinkle a couple of bucks on k-state would be my pick
0: Ooh, see i'm not high on k-state this year i did have them back in january when they upset kansas i did take them that game but i thought that it was a favorable matchup for them I don't know. I actually like West Virginia taking them on tomorrow and uh, Saturday. West Virginia needs to win to get in. Uh, they're still right on the bubble. I like Bob Huggins team going up against them. But K-State, uh, I don't know if I'm sold. I've watched <laughs> him a few times. I will say a sleeper for me is TCU. And one of their big guys, uh, well, their main guys, Miles, has been out quite significantly. He's missed quite significant time this year. I watched them beat Texas the other night, 75, 73. I won't go into how I had them minus three and they lost. <laughs> oh, a no. Bad beat I've seen in a yeah. long time. But that's for another day. But I do like TCU a lot, Robert. What do you think about them?
1: Uh, TCU at 30, yeah, you could get probably 36, maybe even greater, maybe even 40 to one if you shop around. Hornfrogs definitely performed very well this year. The one thing that I do want to point out about TCU this year Uh, 20 and 10 record, kind of treading their way through the top 25. It's kind of hit or miss. 11 games against the top 25. So they sure are battle tested, right? Their strength of schedule is fantastic, uh, but they're only six and five against them. So um, it kind of hit or miss there. I I sure love to see them make a run. Not as confident in them as some of the other top tier schools.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the conferences and we'll start. We'll start with obviously top of the alphabet, the ACC. I'm going to just point out one of the most disappointing trends, and I hate to say it, but I am a UNC fan, and the fact that this team, Robert, started the preseason ranked first, and now they probably, I don't, don't want to say probably, but they most likely won't even make the conference, the not the conference tournament, but the whole March Madness bracket. What's going on with UNC? Do they have any hope of qualifying for the tournament, or are they an NIT team?
1: Yeah, I, I I have a feeling that right now it's win or it, you know win and get in. Otherwise, they're probably not looking at getting in with their record at this point. This one, unfortunately, for UNC Alley is a wide open conference. Uh, I did set up odds for uh, schools to win this conference. Of course, um, super super tight. Cavaliers uh, probably three and a half to one, followed by uh, Miami at four. Duke at 5, and then UNC at 7, with Pitt right behind them at 9, Clemson at 10. Any one of these schools can win the ACC this year. Uh, Really, really tight. If I had to go and pick one out right now in this really tight-knit group, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I really (laughs) think it's going to be Duke and probably Miami in the championship. Uh, UNC, as, as good as they are this year, they're probably a second tier behind Virginia. Uh, and, and why am I saying this? Honestly, again, if we just take a look at the strength of schedule, and I'm not really, you know, calling out Duke in, in any way. I mean, of course, they have a, a good record, only two and two against the top 25. And their strength of schedule, really not that impressive. Uh, it, it's only a top 50 schedule that they've that they've ran the gun against. If we looked at UNC, really hasn't improved much more there either. I have a feeling that if we had to go and, and break down the games, this is one that I really think that if UNC doesn't win the conference, they're not going to get in, alley.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think they need to win it outright. I don't know if they beat – I don't know if UNC beats Duke tomorrow. What do you think, Robert?
1: Uh, 0-2 record against top 25 and 3-7 and against the top 50, alley. I don't think they win either.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I love Virginia this year. I've watched them, Robert, and they just don't look that impressive, even in their wins against like unranked opponents. They've just been a very – they they haven't blown anyone out. They win by very small margins. What do you see, Virginia, come tournament time?
1: Not I'm not impressed. Hey, if I'm not impressed by UNC, I'm not impressed by Virginia even more. Uh, they're definitely a, a second-tier – Uh, grouping in the conference, the ACC. I I really don't think, I mean, forget about Virginia being the team to beat. I don't think that they're going to even make it to the championship game for the ACC.
0: Yeah, I agree with you right there. I think the ACC is probably one of the weakest divisions in all of college basketball. Would you agree?
1: I do. Yep.
0: All right, let's move on to one of the ones I think is the strongest, and I always say they're very underrated, and that is the Big East. Robert, you have Marquette, Xavier, UConn, Providence, Creighton. They have very good squads. Who do you like the best out of all these teams?
1: Absolutely loaded. This this is a conference that is so loaded. We could probably see four, if not even five, make it in. Just Even if they don't win the Big East, I'd be shocked if I don't see, like you just mentioned them, UConn, Creighton, Uh, Marquette Xavier those schools should make it in no matter what Uh, no matter who wins the Big East by the way um, what happened to my St. John's Red Storm
0: oh boy you and (laughs) Red both together
1: I'm not happy about the result of this season even though they want to you know they started off the year red hot I guess again strength of schedule proves everything once you start playing teams in the Big East UConn definitely my pick to win the Big East Conference Uh, there's some noise that I think could be made by Creighton or Marquette. So I think honestly, you, well, we'll see UConn in the championship game. I think it's going to come down to either Creighton or Marquette to play them in the Big East for the championship at Madison Square Garden.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I still love UConn out of all of these teams. I'm still going far, but I will say Xavier is one of the ones. I watched them beat Providence the other night. I really like that Xavier team. I love their guard play. I'm not too high on Providence. Marquette, I don't know. They, they do have a very good squad. I don't know if I trust them to go deep. Do any of these teams, in your opinion, Robert, besides UConn, because we already talked about them, but do any of these other teams have the potential to reach the final four? What do you think?
1: Oh, thank you for saying that. I was actually taking a look at the conference one more time and just thinking about Sweet 16. Forget about Final Four. Uh, uh, yeah, so back to Creighton and Marquette. Uh, heck, even Xavier. So Creighton, Marquette, Xavier. Ah, boy, okay i'm gonna do this so, yeah, i am i'm gonna go ahead and, and, and reach here i think that all of those schools can make it into the sweet 16 i really do uh creighton marquette xavier yukon all could end up in the sweet 16 that might be too much of a punch but i'm gonna take it anyway uh final four i could i could see yukon making it but no one else
0: yeah, I totally agree with you right there. I think they're they're a very good conference. They're going to go deep, but there's only one. You, you got to pick out the big dogs and, quote, pun intended, the Huskies, I think, are going to be that team. Let's <laughs> move on. Let's just keep turning down here. The Big Ten. Now, Robert, every year I say the Big Ten is the most overrated col- conference in college basketball. You always have the Michigans. You always have the Michigan State. You always have Purdue. You always have Indiana. Go Iowa. Who was I? Don't even want to talk to from last year. (laughs) But you, I always feel like the Big Ten is the most overrated conference in all of men's college basketball. Before we debate that, let's talk about the unanimous number one. I believe, and that's Purdue. Zach Eady probably will get the Wooden Award Player of the Year. Is Purdue the team to beat? in this conference? Like, do you see any, I'm not talking about the March Madness bracket, just the big 10 conference for the tournament. Can anyone beat Purdue? Is this thing wide open? What do you think?
1: Yeah, great. So if if I had to make odds on this conference, uh, a little upside down where it was a choice of either Purdue or the field, I'd still make Purdue the favorite very tiny, but I'd still make them the favorite. There's, there's some people, that might say, you know, we, we could look at Indiana, but honestly, Ali, no, it, it's this is Purdue's conference to win. They should win this one handily against anybody, and I'm, you know, it whether you include Maryland or Miss State or even Illinois. So, look, to me, Miss State, Illinois, West Virginia, they, they all candle graph the same. Maryland's a little bit better. You know, they're, they're a notch higher with Indiana, but this is Purdue above and beyond, you know, they're, they're really going to stand out here and that they should be the prohibitive favorite to win the big 10.
0: What about Indiana? I was talking on the podcast as well today that it's a different position, but Indiana's trace Jackson Davis. He kind of reminds me of having the potential that we saw Kemba Walker have a few years ago where he just basically carried that UConn team on his back in route to winning the national championship is trace, is Is trace Jackson Davis that type of player, Robert?
1: oh my god by, by the way do you understand so first off trace is incredible he is literally a, a one-man wrecking crew he does it all for the team and if you know they'll go as far as trace takes him do you understand who he's the son of
0: who's i'm not sure i don't think i have know that much
1: he's the son of dale davis the indiana uh... he is he is so no wonder he's got the genes and an incredible talent he's far better than dad ever was but i look he's going to be amazing but i'm certain that there's going to be a way that purdue is going to be able to you know what there's probably a good chance that that davis and, and indiana doesn't even make it into the championship game against purdue should they make it though uh they'll, they'll probably make it a close game but i, I still see purdue winning this one well,
0: who's the sleeper of this conference because i've been watching maryland lately and they've really impressed me maryland's my sleeper how about you
1: if you go with a sleeper pick, let's choose uh looking at someone that's got strength of schedule bones here. Uh, it'll be Michigan State. Yes. 18, 11, <laughs> yeah, 18, 18 and eleven record, not really satisfying. It's not gonna, you know, make anyone, you know, jump out of their shoes and wanna back them. However, they got that 18 and 11 record. Uh the iron way, right? They, they paid for this one. They've got the third hardest schedule in all of NCAA basketball. So they would be my sleeper.
0: All right. Well, I do like me some Tom big Michigan state fan as well. So I would like to see that. And Michigan state's one of those teams. You do want to see perform well come conference time. All right, let's move to the big 12. Keep chugging along. Robert, Kansas to me this year, And I've watched a lot of Kansas games, including last week, where actually West Virginia did almost beat them. But watching them as a whole, I've seen them beat Baylor by a significant amount. They beat Kansas State the second time. I think this Kansas squad, you look at Grady Dick, you look at some of the other guys, McCullough on the team, you you know, some of these guys. I think that this Kansas squad is better than last year's national championship team. Do you agree?
1: I agree. And here's why. I keep coming back to strength of schedule, right? So they've they've amassed a twenty-five and five record this year, Ali, with the number one hardest schedule in all of the land. They are better than they were last year. They did get better, Uh, and and I think that this is absolutely forget about a Final Four team, Ali. I think they're going to be a championship caliber team this year.
0: Oh, absolutely! I've just been so impressed. Bill Self has himself quite a squad here you look at their starting their guard you know Dwayne Harris Jr he's one of the most underrated stars I think in this in this conference probably in all of March in all of NCAA basketball you look at like I said Grady Dick that guy can just swing threes I think this team and I've never I'm not usually high on Kansas come tournament time because I always feel like if they're number one seed they're the first ones to get eliminated they're the first (laughs) to go but this is a Kansas squad that I would be fearful if I am in their region. I, I really would. I think that they have so much KJ Adams, great forward. They, they have so much depth. I don't know if there's a team that I would pick t- to beat them, to be honest. Maybe even UConn. I don't even know if I can. I would pick UConn. But a lot will change in the next week and a half. There's a lot to see. Let's keep going in the Big 12 Will Baylor be back? Will they reach the final four again? They, they, you know, they won two years ago. They won it all. I haven't been that impressed with this Baylor squad as some others have. Have you?
1: Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this. And for a listener at home, as you're opening up your bracket in next week, and you want to start thinking about how you want to fill it out and how you want to start taking one or two seats all the way to the final four Baylor. If you do not see Baylor, in the same bracket as kansas move them right into the final four i know this is weird and jarring but with a 22 and eight record ali they as well some of the hardest schedules in the entire land the fourth hardest schedule was played by baylor this year eight and six against the top 25 so not as effective as kansas was this year however if you find them in a easy, quote, cool, easy bracket, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in next week's episode as we start to fill up, fill these things out. Kansas and Baylor, the number one and number four hardest schedule by basically strength of schedule. Uh, eight and six for Baylor against the top 25 and 12 and eight against the top 50. Fearless. So they've been playing everyone and anyone that comes their way. 22 and eight record, alley, uh, Definitely, definitely. <laughs> for For me, if Kansas is the one, Baylor is the clear number two. All
0: right. I could just live with that. How about Texas because they're another one. They kind of they kind of seem to be, you know, it just feels like inconsistent performance with Texas. I don't know if I'm that high on them. I think it depends how they're shooting. If they don't come out and shoot, I don't give them much chance. What do you think of Texas?
1: Yeah, sneaky. Uh, I was going to say that they're probably neck and neck with Baylor. Uh, And then obviously the two of them, you know, a significant step down from Kansas, but there's a few things, Allie, that's that stand out for me that I really wasn't impressed with. Texas's schedule wasn't as strong. They played some games that really I expected them to win and they blew late. Uh, So I'm concerned about their, their lack of closing ability. And to me, when you look at how they predict out, they could probably get eliminated. I mean, if again, okay, so if we just look at the Big 12 as a whole, they're probably not going to make it into the championship game for the Big 12. They'll still make it in Uh, because, hey, I mean, I even talked about K-State at the start of the show being a contender, uh, in, and they're in the Big 12 as well. K-State could be a team, to me, that could upset Texas pretty easily. So I'm not as confident in the Longhorns as most are.
0: Yeah, I agree with you right there. Let's go to the SEC. I think the SEC is probably the best conference this year in all of college basketball. Is that fair to say, Robert?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you when you look at the top two, and of course, you know, we know who those are. It's, it's Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, incredible, incredible seasons, you know, that they're about to wrap up for the SEC.
0: Yeah, they have just so much depth. But a team I want to point out because – I always love Kentucky squad. I'm a big Calipari fan. I, I think Kentucky can make some noise come not just the conference tournament, but March madness, because they're peaking right now, Robert, and they've really like flown under, under the radar. The majority of the year, they went unranked for a long time. Now they're back. I believe you the 23rd or 24th. What do you think about Kentucky's prospects?
1: Okay, so definitely, a, they're in my top twenty-five, right? Oh, the twenty and ten record thus far. The issue that I have with Kentucky is really they—they they haven't played the best of it, and they really haven't performed well when they did. So you're right, Ali. What we want to see is if you're looking to find a team that might have really started off bad back in December and January, but have come to form. That team is probably Kentucky. The issue that I have, again, two and six record against the top 25 thus far. Should they perform well starting this coming week in the SEC championship game? That's what I want to be on the lookout for. They do have a, a very tough, tough hill to climb. Heck, I, I'd like to see them beat Arkansas before we start talking about beating Alabama. Yes.
0: yes, and I do like them this weekend taking on Arkansas. That's one of my picks on Saturday. Robert, we kind of talk about before we get to the next conference, that it is a long season. So a team like Kentucky where, yes, they might not have a great record against quadrant one, quadrant two opponents and whatever. A lot of those losses might've come back in December, January, before these teams start peaking, how much stock when you make your power rankings, do you put into teams momentum going into tournament time?
1: Significant. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, pretty much if you if look at my, top 10 they've stayed consistent with where i found them to start off the year uh some teams that have drastically improved are um yeah so we're talking about teams that have you know peaked their their candles are rising at the right time uh indiana Mm -hmm. tcu um and some teams that actually are headed in the wrong direction uh duke Let's see here. Iowa. <laughs> I, I had to bet I'm not
0: picking them this year. out <laughs> in the first round.
1: Iowa and another team that has um, deflated at the wrong time is actually St. Mary's. They started off the year okay. great, uh, but St. Mary's is definitely headed uh, ass backwards right now.
0: Got it. Let's move on to the American. I love Houston. I, I love what, what Samson's done with, with that team. I just love the way they play defense. I think Houston. I know they don't play in the toughest conference, but I think that they are, without a doubt, one of the top three best teams in all of college basketball. Do you th- do you agree with me, Robert? Or are you going with some of the other talking heads that say they don't play that great of an opponent and they're over overrated? What do you think?
1: <laughs> Thank you. You no, and I this is this is tough, right? This is this comes back to the old uh, you know, fool fool me once shame on you fool me twice <laughs> shame yeah. on me uh i don't want to have gonzaga itis here again this year <laughs> and and i i seriously think that this might be the case houston number one in the nation they've lost twice they've lost twice in 30 games however it's the american athletic conference right. ali name another team in that conference that we could probably shake a stick at and say yeah You know what? You're probably pretty good. you got to go all the way down to Memphis.
0: I was going to say Memphis is the next best team, and I think they're pretty much a bubble team. And and They're
1: they're a bubble team. That's the problem with it, right? And then if we dig a little bit deeper, we see Houston, that when they play the top 25, they play two games in the top 25, one and one, right? And then against the top 50, a little bit better, four and one. But (laughs) Ali, forget about a top 50 schedule from strength of schedule perspective they're almost not even top 100 they have the 97th ranked strength of schedule this year so they really haven't played anybody so you know the answer to the question overrated or underrated just from my graphs alone probably overrated
0: all right i still gotta watch them a little more because one thing too and i say this in college football i don't like to hold someone's schedule against them you're given a schedule you beat the teams that you have to beat, and you should get applauded for that now i don't know how that's going to translate in the tournament but i will say i'll i'll say that houston's ranked right where they should be all right let's move on to the pac-12 robert you and i watch a lot of pac-12 because we're on the west coast i always say the pac-12 sneaky come tournament time because a lot of people in the east coast they don't stay up late they don't watch a lot of the games they don't know some of these schools This is a little bit of a weaker Pac-12 than previous years. You have UCLA, you have Arizona, probably USC will will make it. But I want to bring up Arizona. We talked about UCLA already. Arizona's kind of been under the radar. We know the controversy when Miller was their head coach a few years ago, but now they've kind of turned the quarter. Is Arizona an underrated team coming up this tournament?
1: Vastly. Vastly. With a capital V. Uh, you're right. It's it's UCLA, Arizona, and then a precipitous drop off to USC. Uh, USC is going to need real work to to get themselves into the tournament as well and make any kind of noise. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, we're underrating Arizona significantly. Uh, look, it's it's not so much of of how UCLA performed because they've done great with with what was put in front of them, right? So if we look at their record. 26 and four, uh, however, their record was only um, two and three against the top 25, mm-hmm. right? So their strength of schedule is good. However, if we look at Arizona, again, Ali, if we just take a look at the way UCLA performed versus Arizona, I'm afraid that with UCLA's performance, and I know we, we just looked at the, you know, here's the games that were put in front of them, right? But two and three against the top 25, their strength of schedule is... Pretty much as equal as Arizona's. And guess what Arizona did against the top 25? 4-0 this year. Wow. So 25-5 and five record, 4-0 against the top 25, 8-1 and one record against the top 50. I've got Arizona not only rated higher than UCLA, I've got them winning the Pac-12.
0: I, You know what? I was just going to say, I think that UCLA's better than uh, them, but when it comes to the conference tournament – I think that Arizona will win, and I don't know what to make of them yet come March Madness. I agree with you. I think they are underrated, but they're another team, even in the Sean Miller days, that just seemed to underperform when it came to the tournament time. But I do like Arizona a lot. All right, the last one, Robert, we have to do it. We have to go to the West Coast Conference and go to your <laughs> school, Gonzaga. Now, I don't think no. you're going to be picking them this year because this is my point. I think this is the weakest Gonzaga squad we've seen in years. Do you agree? Yes.
1: By the way, how loud wrong was I last year? Did oh. I die on that hill or what?
0: <laughs> you asked me if I would say Gonzaga versus the field, and I said without a doubt the field. You stayed with Gonzaga.
1: Oh, my God. I was so sick of having flashbacks. Look, look, I get it. I get it. You know, they did very well with the body of work in front of them. Gonzaga this year significantly weaker schedule than they've played in years, years and years. And St. Mary's is is the same boat because they haven't really played much of anything either. Matter of fact, they played weaker schools than Gonzaga has. Now that being said, Gonzaga top 10, uh, you know, definitely 25 and five record. However, against the top 25 alley, a five and four record um, really haven't done much to improve themselves. You know, year over year, St. Mary's kept things close in their championship game. But even them really haven't done much, a one and two record against the top 25. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, about halfway into our show today, they've actually uh, dropped off of their pace. Uh, yeah. and, and so they're headed in the wrong direction when it matters most. So uh, West Coast, yep, they'll make an appearance, uh, but that's pretty much it for me, Alley.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I Watch, this is the year Gonzaga goes on and wins. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be what happens. I'm sure I'm sure my dad will have them going all the way like he does every year. It's always Gonzaga and Duke. He always has them in the finals. I don't understand why. All right. Well, that is our show for today. Robert and I are going to be back midweek next week to break down what's going on with the conference tournaments. And then we're going to have a special episode one week from this Monday. Obviously, the selection su- Sunday is next Sunday. We're going to be on the air the day right after breaking down the tournament, giving our initial thoughts and then we'll do another episode right before the tournament kicks off Robert this is such a fun time of year do you agree
1: completely this is it I mean if it's not the Super Bowl it's it's March Madness for me
0: all right before we sign off Robert any last thoughts or words for the audience
1: yes bet against West Virginia
0: oh I like them <laughs> tomorrow like <laughs> not to come tournament time but I do spread like
1: spread them. spread Bet against the spread. There, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think.
0: All right, everyone, take care.